got checks across the board. Man, it's been a minute. I almost got into that phase of, well, it was a good run. <laughs> Come back in six, I, eight months. <laughs> I see y'all next year. Yeah. <laughs> but let me get a sip of this water. I think I had another dream I was uh, possibly battling somebody again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. who it was, though. If it was Uno Lava, you won. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a dream somebody hit me on the spot to preach. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, man, like, come on, guys. Um, anyway, <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this and you tuned into the Only Sports Podcast. With brains and bars, it is a black and white right. thing featuring A1 and A Ward. You can check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice, wherever you find the good podcast. Searching for It's a Black and White Thing. Please like, share, subscribe, give us five stars, give us reviews. The more you review and share, it gets us uh, promoted on podcast pages. You can also check us out on YouTube where we are live right now. Searching for brains and bars and liking sharing and subscribing to the content leave comments there as well you can also find us on social media by going to twitter facebook instagram at brains and bars you can find us there as well um you know it's been a minute we've been kind of out well i can't i can't speak i can't speak for word on this one i have been incredibly busy he's always busy but for myself i've been incredibly busy there's been Birthday parties and graduations and vow renewals and just everything yeah. you name yep. it, it's been going on in my life. And so, your anniversary too, right? Was your anniversary? Anniversary was last week. Mm -hmm. um, graduated the week before that. Good mm -hmm. friends of ours had a vow renewal the week before that. Nice. During this nice. weekend, the the kid was invited to three birthday parties. Um, you know, so like we just been on the go, on the go, on the go, and so you know, you tell you stop making friends, stop making friends, <laughs> man. Like for the first time, like quick parenting thing. So you know, for those who don't do not know, we have we have one child. It's a long story as to why we only have one. I won't bore you with that today. That's for another time. But we only have one, so we take it very seriously who he hangs out with. He's always been. Like, if he's not with us, it's always been with family. And so for the first time, he's been alive for 10 years. For the first time, he's, well, that's not, well, I, well, God, I mean, Godparents are still family, even though they're not blood. So, but for the first time, he was in the company of someone that was not, re like, related to us or like family. Um, so we went to, went to a birthday party. You know, like we had to leave because we had dinner reservations for our anniversary. And he's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Right. The kid thinks. And so one of the parents of a kid that he's cool with is like, well, we can take him. And, you know, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll uh, you could come get him after dinner. And I'm like, so I didn't know what was I wasn't a part of the conversation. I came in on the back end of it. He was yeah. talking to my wife. And I see her with her phone out and she's like, you know, jotting. I can see her like typing. I'm like, yo, is she kidding? Like, what's happening? So I walk over there and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fine. You know, we'll stay for a little bit longer. Go home, watch a movie, da, 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 da. And I'm like, all right, we're doing this. 
<laughs> happening. So, you know, first time the kid has been, you know, with someone who wasn't family, it went well, great, great family, great people. So we appreciate them, you know, stepping in on, on impromptu like that. Nice. Um, here's the last thing I say about this, right? So we go to the house and we say, was he, you know, you always ask the question, like, how did it go? Right. Oh, yeah. he's a model child. You know, he made a mess. And <laughs> I turned around and he was already cleaning it up. And I was like, he don't do this at home. Yeah, like, wait, 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 he, he, he made a mess and he went and cleaned it. Huh? <laughs> huh? Like, is the invasion of the body snatchers like what's happening right now? Like, <laughs> who taught you that? Uh, yeah, who taught? I mean, I guess one of those things like it's cool to know that when you go that when your child goes somewhere that they have some home training, right? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, that's a good hey, feeling. That. But I want you to practice that. Yeah, in the home though, like not yeah. somebody else's house at our house. Anyway, so uh, that's my parenting chronicles, man. What, what's been going on with you? How you been, man? I've been good, bro. Uh, as you know, two battles in the last two weeks. Another battle this week, so. Three battles, three weeks. Um, outside of that, you know, house is almost finished renovations wise. Uh, man, just we're just working and we're just staying busy, you know, uh, going to Vegas together in two weeks, three weeks. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, and then uh, another battle with Loso at the end of the June. So, you know, I got I got a pretty good schedule going on for for the for the for the May, June and then just starting to get some bookings for July. So staying busy. Um, and yeah, everything else is going pretty good, man. Can't complain. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, you know, also, uh, we're going to let's talk about this real quick. You posted a picture yesterday of <laughs> yeah. yourself on the set of um, Speak for Yourself. Speak. Yep, yep. I'll speak now, right? It's not even called Speak for yep. Yourself. Yeah, once Marcellus left, it's, it, it just changed it to Speak. Um, yeah, so you know, obviously, I was invited to go out there, um, from Emmanuel Acho. Um, we, we got together, did some um, creative consultations and different things like that to get ready for the show, um, you know, just uh, brainstorm some stuff. And then I was able to go to the show, uh, which was a lot of fun. Got to see kind of just like how everything works. Got to see the whole Fox studio land, you know, you're walking through the campus and you're in a movie, basically. You know, they build New York City. They build L.A. They got all, where they shoot all the scenes for all the movies and different things like that. You know, The Simpsons, all that kind of stuff. Um, which was super cool. Got to see the NFL Live set, which is like a 3D set. That, I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, not NFL Live, but NFL uh, on Fox. You know, like, yeah. I guess NFL Live is on ESPN. NFL right. on Fox is right. the, the show with JB, Terry, Howie, all them. So that was really cool. Um, got to meet uh, LaShawn McCoy, Joy Taylor, Rick Bueller, which, Buker, which I wasn't I wasn't too familiar with Rick before. Um, but uh, but really, really nice guy. Um and yeah, just to kind of see how those shows are produced. Um, you know, some some things I thought, man, I thought this was a way bigger, you know, uh, production. And some things I thought, like, man, this is really dope that you have this many people that you're like are helping you helping you do this, you know. So, but it was really cool. It was really cool. I had a good time, and uh, look forward to go back. So, that's what's up. That's what's up. You know, shout out to everybody on that platform. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I you know it's one of those things where. <laughs> When you hit me up, he was like, yeah, I got a battle out there. He was like, you want to roll? He's like, you know, I'm supposed to be hanging out with Acho. And I was like, I would love to. I would love to go and be a part of that and experience that. However, you know, unless Acho's ready to have a house guest for a little bit, <laughs> it might be a good idea for me to stay in Kansas City 
and not and not take a trip on my anniversary. Now, granted, you know, if you so 17 years, right? 17 years. And, you know, so you might hear me say 17 years ago, a one, what's the big deal? Like you're, you're 17 years in the game, like your your marriage is almost old enough to vote. And, you know, and that marriage like, vote that you stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like these are these are big deals in our house, you know. Um, and so yeah, we uh we kicked it like all weekend, had a good time, good. a bunch of good things. So yeah, I'm, but I'm glad you got to experience that, glad you got to be on the set, you know. Someday, someday I'll be able to be on the set. Yeah, yeah. One day we'll go back out there, man, for real. Yo, NFL Live though. I mean, no disrespect and, to Acho and everything that you have built on Speak. If y'all want to invite your boy out to Bristol so I can experience that campus, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to turn it down. I'm not going to say no. Yeah, yeah. That would be fun. That would definitely be fun. But all right, man, let's get into it. Let's um, let's get into the show. We got a lot of things since we've been off. I uh, want to play a little bit of catch up on. I want to spend too much time on and we'll get to the current events. Um, so let's first, let's kind of get the battle rap part out of the way. Yeah. Right, so let, let's start here, right? URL announces gnome impact um they have where they have combined their double impact brand along with gnome which is one of their signature brands that they put on every year all two on two matchups they've announced i believe three matchups thus far but before we get into those matchups let's just talk about the idea because i think there's been some people who had some pushback about the idea of gnome impact about combining those two now for context, if you do not know, if somehow you are into battle rap and been under a rock, this is not the first time URL has done this. They have had Summer Impact, uh, where they combined Double Impact and Summer Impact, right? A couple, about three or four years ago. Yep. Um, and so now they're doing it with the known brand. So your when you saw that they announced that, your initial thought was what? Uh, stop getting cute. Um, that, was, that was my initial thought. You know, right now they're going through a lot with them. The the idea that caffeine is kind of backing uh backpedaling out of kind of like how much of a co-partner they are with url um you know less events we've seen um more app battles uh we've seen you know fans you know voice their frustrations and things so my initial thought was like yo in, in, a, in a time where this year is a very critical year as to like what you're going to do in the future like stick with your stick with your guns, you know, um, throw out Gnome, throw out Summer Madness, you know, throw out Double Impact, you know, finish the year strong, throw out a volume, remind the world why you are URL, because we tune into those events and those are some of the biggest events in the culture, you know. And so um, just kind of throwing together this Gnome Impact card. I'm like, wow, I felt like they're just grasping for straws. Like, I, that's just kind of how I felt. Like, hey, what can we do, you know? Whether it be, um, whether it be a budget thing or you know or not, you know, because two on two battles rarely ever hurt anybody's legacy. I'm assuming that the big name battlers charge less for the two on two battlers, uh, two on two battles, you know. So it just kind of to me, from just a, a being in the know kind of battler thing, it just seemed like it's kind of like a budget move and like a, a move to you know, uh, just kind of get some content. So. You're on mute. Yeah, is my up. dog going super crazy though? Is my dog going super crazy? Uh, a little bit, not crazy, crazy, but a little bit. I can go up there and shut the door. Or something might happen. Uh, now is that Charlie or? No, that's Sadie. Sadie's in the candle going. Yeah, I don't know what she's tripping on, which is weird. So, I mean, I, I, 
I can't put my finger on what I don't like about this. I, I want Gnome to be, it's not a main event. Um, and with all due respect to URL, while I while I don't have any issues with any of the matchups they've announced, these are not night of main event matchups. Exactly. Um, this is super fight. This is like this is, I mean, to be honest, it reminds me of like COVID, right? When everything was shut down and, and URL to their credit, right? I mean, they kept battle rap alive. Yeah, of course. During the COVID era. You know what I'm saying? And so it just seemed like uh when they had the the two on twos before where you ended up with Av and, and Fonz versus Lou and Sean, right? We just kind of had like these teams just kind of like it's like they reached into a bag and said, Okay, mm-hmm. Calico Hollow. Yeah, Boom, right. Um, and so it just has very much of a just like a reach in a bag and put a team together, you know, outside of Twerk and, and Nitty, right? And Av and Fonz, right, who have been partners before. Um well, I guess Twerk and Nitty's the first time, but you know, but those two guys have talked about being a team, right? They talked about that like the beginning of the year. And so it just feels very just yeah, very grab baggage. Like, yeah, here you go. Um Yeah. And now that then now that the matchups are announced, I mean, like that was my first impression, but now that the matchups are announced, it makes me feel like they just thought that they could sell this whole card with Twerk, Nitty, Geechee, Rock, and then they just put the rest the rest of it together. You know? Like, who, who's available? Who can do this? You know? All right, who do you want to be? You know? And, I mean, we do want to see Twerk and Nitty and Geechee Rock. Don't get it twisted. That's a highly anticipated two-on-two match I would, I would love to see, you know? Um, but, yeah, the rest of the card, like you said, is, like, main events. Like, no offense to, like, O-Red or, you know, um, Jerry West, you know, um, a couple of these other guys. It's kind of like, like, you're on here. It makes it seem like you're on here because – you know, because somebody else wouldn't do it, you know? And that's just, that's just, I mean, I'm a big old Red fan, but it's like an activity thing, a buzz thing. Like when you're like looking at the culture of battle rap and where it's at right now, you know, it's like, really? You know, and then like the Danny and Miss Hustle, they're both EFB, which kind of makes sense or whatever, but it's just kind of both, just like you said, none of the other teams have ever been teams before. And so it's kind of like, oh, what is this, you know? Now, I would have, now granted, I know this takes a lot, like this would require kind of like a production team, the side, like kind of what you talked about with Speak. Mm-hmm. I would love to see if they could somehow get the content of these teams and going through their process, right? Almost like reality yeah. TV style. To me, oh, yeah. when you, if you could do that, then I'm more interested, right? Because now I'm going to buy in more to it. If I can see a little bit of behind the scenes of, hey, these, some of these people, I mean, most of these people do not live in the same place. Right. So you're trying to over the phone, maybe on Zoom, FaceTime, whatever you do. Right. To try to work through these bars and get to a place of cohesion. And so I am interested. (laughs) (laughs) I am interested with some of the pairings of the groups. But like I forgot they even some of these matchups, I I guess they announced today. But real quick, we'll go through them. You already talked about Geechee Gotti, Tay Rock versus Nitty and Twerk. And to me, it makes me sad that. All it all that battle is is a reminder of me that Surf is locked up because that yeah. should be done titles versus Nitty. Nitty. So yep. while I am excited, there it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a damper for me because you know, free to wave, man. Like I want Surf to be home. I want versus those two, like I want gun titles versus you know, one of the most explosive battle rappers in Twerk, and then you know, I mean the punchline king, you know, and yep. Nitty. So um 
You got John John the Don DNA versus uh man, forgive me if I mess this up. So Flair, Soul, and Foots. I think one once a time. I think I went Gucci Man LaFlair one time. I call him LaFlair. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but so Flair, Soul, and Foots, who I still have not had the opportunity to watch any of their battles, but I've heard nothing but good things from both of them. Uh, Saflair, who I think he got to battle Chess and Nitty already, correct? Right? Foots um, had a good battle. People talked about that Foots Jerry West battle as one of the battles of the year, a battle mm-hmm. of the year contender. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and so he's had some really good performances. So I am very interested. And honestly, to me, that's a battle where, from a wrestling standpoint, right? Like they're acting, DNA and John John are acting as gatekeepers to help further solidify. Foots and soul, in my opinion. Well, that battle actually kind of makes sense, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Like, that battle because of the PG killer thing, you know what I mean? And so, like that, that it's got that theme to it, you know. Uh, John John and DNA, you know, and how John John just you know uh, eviscerated Jack Boy, and how DNA normally does when it comes to the uh, PG killer. PGs. Yeah, so that, that I'm not mad at that, you know. I'm not mad at that on night of main events in at the bottom. And then I'm not mad at twerk, nitty, Geechee, rum at the top. You know, it's just the other three or four that they're going to have in between right now. Kind of to me, it's like, yeah. So hustle and Danny versus West, Jerry West and Lou Castro. Don't get it. I mean, Lou hasn't really been like on any kind of like streak or anything like that with URL right now. You know, Jerry West just had a good battle. I'm, I'm hearing, um, but just don't, just don't get it, you know. Um, and then Danny and Hustle is EFB. I mean, am I eager, I'm eager to kind of see how the intergender, you know, uh, um, Danny and Hustle work together? Um, but yeah, just I just don't understand the matchup. It's not it's not anything that I would call a main event or say like yeah, I, you know I can't wait to see this. But those are the kind of battles sometimes that surprise you. So true, true. So as an aside, I feel like Smack Volume. I think it's three. I don't think it's four. It might have been. It's either three or four. A lot of people, the, the consensus from fans were, were, why did you, why these matchups, why, why? And I think in the eyes of a lot of people, I think it's three that ended up being like one of the best volumes of the series. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, again, right, sometimes random, random does not need necessarily yeah. equal bad. Yeah. Um, so Avon Fonz, T-Top, and Swamp. To me, that should just be a – I mean, I think that should be lopsided. Avon Fonz are um, really, really good. You know, that's a tag team. I mean, when I saw them, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like I thought maybe they were battling Nitty and Twerk, you know. Um, it's a very, very good tag team. And I just don't – I don't know stylistically. Um, now, Geechee and Swamp were pretty pretty decent, right, when they battled uh, Rock and, uh, you know. So – was it rocking? Rocking easy. I think it was rocking easy. Yeah, so they were pretty, pretty de- decent. Um, yeah, that's a that's an interesting matchup. But I mean, yeah, I think that most people are just kind of like, "Yo, this is this is this is Av and Fonz is the lose." Yeah, shout out to Fat Boy from New Era Podcast. He said they were gonna punch the raccoons. Hilarious out of them. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. I think. I think. Av and uh, I'm sorry, I think Swamp and T Top have the charisma to take the sting out of some of those punches, though. Um, yeah, I think they can use with some good humor, some timely humor. 
Um, I think some good drug drug tellings, you know, I think they'll be able to take, like I said, to to, to navigate what what Av and Fon that that seems like an uphill battle. Though I do agree. And I think but I mean, I'll say this much. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, it should be on a big stage, right? Big crowd, shouldn't it be? So, yeah. you know, when we saw Av and Fonz, that was a that was a small small room setting. Yeah, but you know, I'm just they got crazy, but yeah, I mean, T Top <laughs> and Swamp might be might be a little bit better on the big stage. I don't know. I, Listen, I think I'm, I think it's pretty low sided though. Av has not had a lot. He's not been very active, right? I mean, he has to me one of the uh, performances of the year versus Clone. Three really really good rounds, and uh, if if he brings some of them punches to a big stage, yeah, whew. yeah, it could it could get dark. Yeah, it can get nasty. I think that's those are all the matches, right? We talked about all the rest of them. Um, so yeah, man, y'all let us know what y'all think about that. About uh, Hollow Cow, Shotgun, and O Red, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm interested in Hollow and Cow chemistry wise. I want to see chemistry wise, stylistically, like I don't. I mean, Kyle and Murder Mook. It was. It wasn't that. That wasn't a great group. I just feel like. I don't know if Kyle is a two-on-two battler. Yeah. I think Kyle might be better suited for just big stage, one-on-one matchups. That's just – we'll see, right? I think he has yeah. an opportunity to prove me wrong, but I just don't know if he's a – if that's that's his bag, personally. Yeah, so, I agree. So, um, yeah. Y'all let us um, know what y'all think about that, man. You got anything else you want to say about this before we move on? Yeah, outside of that, you know, 3-0 Battle League, Street Hymns Battle League, Dallas-Fort Worth this weekend, you know, Church in a Wild event. So you'll find the four horsemen and my guy, Matt Cobbins. It'll be five battles. So all four of us and Matt Cobbins will be taking on Dallas's local elite talent um, in, a, in, a, in a card for Street Hymns' birthday. It's his birthday weekend. So, um, yeah, we'll be down there. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, everything. I'll be posting flyers, QR codes, and pay-per-view video on demand links all that good stuff you know support it um i definitely want to have a good time and uh all of them are three round battles so that's good too so none of them rounders um and uh, yeah it should be fun dope dope yep yep so make sure you guys you guys support that um all right man so let's kind of play a little bit of catch up now we've been off for about a month maybe a month and a half i, I can't remember the last like I know the last episode we had, I don't know if that was with Danny Thompson or the week after. Um, I think yeah. it was like the week before the draft. Yeah, it was um, like a week before the draft. Yeah, week before the draft. So it's been about a month. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to play a little bit of catch up. Let's go back to the NFL draft. The NFL draft was held in Kansas City. Um, you know, from the depending on who you talk to, um, a rousing success um, from some economically mixed bag. But you got a chance to go down on day one, right? And you spent a couple hours down there before the actual draft kicked off. So from, you know, from your perspective, what was it like being in that area uh, for the draft? No, it was really cool. You know, I I never went to any of the um, parades, like the Chiefs parade or the the Royals parade. So um, that's the first time that, you know, I've been down like to Union Station Crown Center area where just people just, you know, gathered in thousands you know um but <clears throat> once you get down there and you get you know past the world war one museum you know there's so much stuff for you to do you know we didn't do a whole lot we were in a bigger group or whatever you know because it would have been like standing in lines and different things but you know they had you know you go run 40 times you, you know that competitions where you and your friend can get in line run the 40 they times you and everything you know they had like you can go in and make your own football card 
They had autograph sessions like Chad Henney was up there uh, signing autographs and then some other like former chiefs were up there signing autographs. And um, there was just so much the entire time, you know, like, like, so it was, it was a really kind of a cool thing. Like if you wanted to take kids down there and stuff, you know, they had all kinds of tents, all kinds of food, all kinds of drinks, um, music. And it was really just, yeah, it was really just a huge, huge gathering outside. And then like the stage and everything down there at um, Union Station was just super impressive. Uh, once you got close, it was just like, man, uh, they really built like an, an incredible stage. Um, the track wasn't nearly as bad as what I thought it would be. Uh, you know, we took Ubers down there and Ubers back. But still, even in that, like we Ubered back probably hour before the draft started, you know. And so like it, when you would think that a lot of people were coming down at that time, but it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Um, and then I thought, as I watched the first round of the draft, like, did it went well? I thought it went well. It was a, I thought it was a great showing for, like, man, I mean, I talked, I mean, obviously I travel a lot, so I'm out of town, like, you know, five, six times since then. And, like, people were just like, oh, yeah, I saw Kansas City during the draft. Man, that looked cool. Like, the fountains, the everything was just a good showing for our city, you know, on the national scale. Um, I didn't hear of anything going crazy wrong i know you, you remember like when the chiefs won the super bowl the the first time it was just like people falling out of trees people like you know <laughs> cars going down the wrong side of the road you know this ridiculousness you know but i didn't hear too many stories like you know of of anything bad happening anything you know um you know that was um a negative uh, experience from for any people so no i really really had a good time so that's what's up that's what's up yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I won't go back too far to to really get into some of the things that went on. But like, you know, to me, I think I had a back and forth with uh with Reach, um, who I believe I don't know if it's Arrowhead Pride or Arrowhead Report. He, I know he's done some writings for one of the one of the sites here locally, and you know, during that time, Bijan Robinson was uh. There was a the tweet in question talked about how some teams have Bijan Robinson as a top as a top five talent on their boards and the and the tweet was like well if you pass on Bijan Robinson you know not saying if you have a top five pick right but if you have him rated that high your turn to pick comes around you're round you know pick 10, 12, 13, 14, whatever and you pass on him simply because people are going to speak negatively of your pick then it's a foolish decision. Right. Don't basically don't do not draft Bijan because you're afraid of what people will say. Right. If he's a top five talent on your board, take him. If yeah. that's what you feel your need is at that point. And so his response was, well, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl with like the next to last pick in the draft. And I'm like. OK, while factually true. Right. You also have a generational quarterback. And so I'm like. Your quarterback's Patrick Mahomes, bro. Like you right, don't get right, to right. like this. That's this is not the flex you think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, so you're telling me if you have a a, a top five pick, you're taking Bijan, and I'm going. If I don't have a generational franchise quarterback at my disposal, yeah, I'm taking all the top end talent, no matter where they fall on the board. If that means he's number three, and that's the again, we're talking about need. If that's what I need in that moment yeah. and he's there, yes, I'm going to take the best players because not everybody has a Patrick Mahomes. To me, there are three foundational quarterbacks in the NFL. It is Mahomes, it's Allen, and Burrow. Right? From there, you can get into your levels of good to great to bum. 
right? But from from those three guys, you can have Isaiah Pacheco if if you have if you have Patrick Mahomes. You can. There's been a lot of talk in Kansas City about what are we gonna do a wide receiver? Are we rolling with the guys we got? I don't have that much of a concern. Why? Because you have 15. If you got Daniel Jones, yeah, you probably need to go out and get some more yeah. wide receiver talent or running back talent, whatever. So, I mean, I I want people to, one, not be cowards, number one. If that's what you need, go get it. Um, now, I will say this about the running backs and where they were selected. I hate Bijan in Atlanta because I don't think Arthur Smith's a good coach. Yeah. Um, I feel like we saw, we've seen him waste Kyle Pitts last year i feel oh, like yeah. it, at times drake london people were going what's up with drake london snap count why isn't he playing more i don't think giving him a what i think Bijan has the ability i forget someone said said he might be ladanian tomlinson like that's the potential comp right yeah <clears throat> if you're telling me you're giving him that guy i don't trust arthur smith to design an offense explosive enough to make sure all those guys get fed and have a good offense, especially with no, no disrespect, Desmond Ritter. Right. Correct. Um, So, I mean, you know, I think that's one of my big takeaways from the draft is don't get your running backs, man. Don't be afraid to go draft them. That's how we play fantasy, right? Get your guy. Our guy cotton, go get you, go get your guy. Go get your guy. Um, Now with the lions, like, they're not helping out my argument, right? Like, I don't think the Lions needed a running back at 12. I like Jameer Gibbs. I don't know if Jameer Gibbs is a foundational guy. And you put and you set these guys up for failure when they're not LaDainian Tomlinson or they're not right. even Jamal Charles, right, who's a, a Chiefs Hall of Famer but not maybe an NFL Hall of Famer. You set them up for failure when you take them. I mean, even Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a 30-second pick of the draft, and he gets a ton of hate just because he was taken by the Chiefs. With in the first is, round. Right. And most people is, uh, equate the end of the first round with the second. They yeah. talk about if you make a trade, they go, oh, it's essentially a second round pick. But uh, until you draft a running back, then it becomes a waste of a first. Uh, anyway, yep. so that's my that's my little soapbox rant on running backs. Go get your guy. Don't be cowards. Make make sure you're getting a guy who's going to fit your system. No, don't. Arthur Smith, I'm, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Don't waste Bijan. Do not wait. I'm a, I will find you in Atlanta. I will find you on Peachtree Street because there's a, there's a ton of peach trees. I'm going to find you on Peachtree. We're going to have a good talk. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. Let me make sure I'm getting my notes. Um, so let's jump up. Let's jump to the NBA draft lottery, and then we'll get into uh, the playoffs. All right. So NBA draft lottery goes down last mm-hmm. week. Victor Wimbanyama is going to San Antonio. I hit my uncle up like five minutes after the draft lottery. He lives in San Antonio. And I said, not the uncle in Austin, different uncle. No, yeah. But I said, yo, I'm coming to San Antonio this fall because I want to see Big Vic in person, man. So your thoughts on um, on Wimby going to San Antonio, what that might mean for his future <laughs> and the Spurs' future? Um, I think it might mean that Pop coaches a little longer. Um, that's that's one thing. <laughs> um. um I, I really think that the pressure is on this kid to fail, man, and that sucks. Like, I mean, I know he is he is a unicorn. He is whatever, but, man, like, when LeBron came out in 2003, um, <clears throat> technology wasn't what it is today, right? And LeBron was like you, – you saw commercials. You saw them playing his high school games, and you saw 
there's Magic, there's Michael, there's, you know, Bird, there's, and there's LeBron, you know, I don't know if you've seen the clip where it's like, these guys all go by one name or whatever, and his high school games, you know, they start, like, the pressure was on him heavily in an era where there wasn't really Twitter and, you know, podcasts and Instagram and all of this, you know, whatever, man, all the eyes are on this kid, you know, and yes, he is, I mean, I mean, even Curry, LeBron, all these guys talk about him like, you know, he's the real deal, you know. Um, it's just, bro, you know how it is. Like, one, one, one rolled ankle, one, you know, one this, one that, you know. And it's and it, so it's a definitely, definitely glad that he went to the Spurs. Only other team I think I wanted him to go to was the Blazers just to see if it changed Dame Lillard's mind. Um, but I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Spurs. Um, I like it when the Spurs are good. I think they have a, a – I mean, they were pretty bad this year, but I mean, there was some games where you were like, "Yo, the Spurs are beating the Celtics right now." Like, the Spurs are like beating, you know, like good teams. Like, there was a couple times where I would like look up and be like, "Yo, they got a pretty, a pretty nice little like young squad." Not like Oklahoma City Thunder nice, but like, like a pretty nice little young squad. So, I think it'll be interesting to watch. Um, but yeah, man, I hope that 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 pressure. I'm really, I'm really excited for like the top six players in this draft. Like, I can't wait to see kind of just how the Twins. And Scoot and Wimbayana and Brandon Miller and a couple other guys, how they really work out this time. And then I'm cracking up because we're sitting here watching the Miami Heat, who lost their play in game, won two games to enter the playoffs as an eight seed getting ready to go to the NBA Finals. And the Dallas Mavericks decided to sit their starters and they got the 10th pick in the, in the NBA lottery draft. And with the West being what the West is, who knows? Luca could have probably maybe got a series or, or something out of that. So the Mavericks, shout out to the Mavericks for sitting starters and ending up pick, picking 10th. So I think the reason they did that is, I guess in their eyes, they felt like they weren't going to make the, they weren't going to make win any games in the play in. And I think their, their pick, is this the Porzingis trade? I think their pick, if they made the playoffs, would have then went to New York. Oh, so it would have been gone regardless. It would have been gone. So they blew, they tanked in order to, to save the pick. So, yeah, that is why they they say it. It's not that they had a shot at getting – It's a big draft, though. It's a good draft, right? I mean, it, it, does it go past the, fir- the front seven or is it get, does it get pretty weak? So, you know how people talk about these things. Right now – it's a it's a three man draft, right? It's really people think it is Wimbanyama, it's Vic. I'm a Vic. Wimbanyama, it's Brandon Miller, and it's Scoop. And after that, like you got like the Thompson twins, you got um, I forget the young man's name from Villanova. Like there's like four or five guys. You go, okay, those are nice pieces, but no one is projected to be like franchise potential yeah. franchise changers like 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 those three. Yeah, um, and so I am interested to see you know what Portland does, um, if Portland will decide to move on from uh, Dame and trade him and get some more assets and picks and just rebuild and start the whole thing over again. Um, Speaking of that, speaking of that, I want to play this clip and get your reaction to it. So Philadelphia loses in the second round again to to the Boston Celtics. I want Philly's got to be kicking themselves anyway. They, they in two different playoffs, right? They had the number one overall seed. They lose to the Hawks in the second round in the series where they were up, I believe three games to one. Um, They're up three games to two here. And Joel Embiid is a great player, but I'm starting to wonder 
from a playoffs perspective, if Joel Embiid is better suited as a 1B or number two to someone who can truly be like you want to talk about franchise altering decisions. Philadelphia, the year they traded up to number one, Tatum or Fultz? They take Tatum or they take Fultz. Now, word on the street was Boston was always going to take Tatum. Even if they didn't move, they were going to take him number one. So maybe Boston doesn't make the trade once they tell them, oh, we're taking Tatum. Right. right. So, but again, they take Fultz over Tatum. Franchise altering decision number two. They choose Tobias Harris to resign over Jimmy Butler. Look at what has happened since that time. He's there now in their third conference final, third conference final, and you still haven't been past the second round. And B loved Jimmy Butler. He was a Jimmy Butler fan. Maybe if he's there, maybe Ben Simmons doesn't. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Right? Um, so franchise altering. So I want to play this clip. This is from the Dan Patrick show. Um, I'm going to, you'll see it appear on the screen for just a second. I'm going to take it down because I don't want to copyright strike, but hopefully they won't hit us, hit us on the audio. So this is this is a report from the Dan Patrick show. I think this is Friday's podcast. So let me get this queued up. Matter of fact, let me know. Or James Harden. Can you hear that? And then we thought, okay, well, Doc's gone. So James Harden must be coming back. Keith Pompey is reporting. Sixers James Harden expected to reunite with the Rockets in free agency, sources say. So expected to in free agency. Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Now it doesn't stop there because there's this little piece of news-ish. This is uh, Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News. Jobel Embiid is a name to watch for the New York Knicks. So, let's start at the beginning of this report, right? Stefan Bondi, I think, of Philadelphia Inquirer. James Harden, who wants like a – it's reported wants a four-year deal, <clears throat> wants to go back to Houston. Your response to that is what? You can take the man from the club, but you can't take the club from the man. <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> You're like hey, these Philadelphia Jones ain't doing it right now. You know, I gotta get, I gotta get back to this town. <laughs> oh man, I actually am not. I mean, the Rockets got a, a great young core, great, great young core. You don't, you're not a fan of the the Jalen Green, the. I think some Kenyon Martin Jr. the Jabari Smith Jr. I mean, mm-hmm. I think. There, I read an article. It's a long-form article. I have to see if I can find it. But it talked about Paul Silas Jr., who, who was the coach there. He ends up getting fired at the end of the season. And it talked about the culture of losing. And I think when you, especially when you're so young, when there's not, oh, man, I forget the name of the young man who they drafted a couple of years ago. Um, ah, Hold on. We thought the young man they drafted a couple of years ago could be a franchise-changing player. He might just be a really good scorer. Um, golly, not Kevin Porter Jr. Jalen Green. 
Oh, okay. Green, we thought was could be like you know someone who could be a franchise changing player. It maybe it still could happen, right? You're super young, but it doesn't appear to be that way. Mm-hmm. When you have a team that has become accustomed to losing, you build up losing habits. There's been reports of the players not exactly following coaches' orders, freelancing, doing their own thing, and now you're going to add James Harden into that mix. Um, and to I me, think they're bringing in one of the best coaches in the NBA, though. Maybe, maybe we have to see how how his one will he be a distraction, right? Because I almost feel like he went there because it's like, oh, I can get away, I can kind of hide from all the things that I the trail of destruction I left in Boston allegedly, um, and not have to talk about it. But I think to me, this is James Harden saying, I can go to a place where there'll be no expectation of of a championship. I can shoot all I want. And I can hit the clubs. Take my jersey out the rafters, baby. I'm back. Like all, yep. all he had to do was send the two, the Michael Jordan, except he probably sent it in an Instagram DM. Two words. <laughs> I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's all he had to do. So vanish mode. Man, like I just feel like he's going to a place where he can collect a check. He doesn't have to worry about winning. He can get his shots up. Well, the would you say that he's, would you say that he's on? I mean, he's on the backside of his career, right? Absolutely. I mean he, you know, absolutely. And so I don't know. I mean, I know he wants two hundred million, but would you say that's too much? That's too too much to pay him. I would say that mm-hmm. too. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's going to a team that going to a team that you know probably just wants to have you know something to talk about. You know, with their new coach and their new player. I'm sure Grant Williams will end up there too, since he's not going to stay in Boston. <laughs> so you can get Grant uh, down there. <laughs> nah, we not gonna do. Man, nah, my, my dog, man. My dog, man. Now, granted. Grant has been a part of two kind of infamous moments in NBA in this year's NBA season. There was the first one with, I'm going to make both free throws, and he misses both. And now he gets caught in this exchange with Jimmy Butler, which, you know, I I wonder if there's something going on in that locker room. I just wonder, like, it's just – like you, there. This is the blame is being laid at the feet of Missoula, but I feel like this is a team that is a veteran team that's been there before. This isn't their first rodeo. Now this is like their fourth or fifth conference finals. They were in the NBA finals last year. You're playing. Look, I get it. Heat culture. Jimmy Butler looking like you know, 21st century Michael Jordan just willing his team on to each round, but you still have someone that I was willing to call a superstar as. A, a month ago, yeah, in Tatum, a really good two and Brown, and again a bunch of valuable role players who've been there before. Listen, right now you're just a letting, great, let Miami a great you. number two in Jalen Brown, second team All NBA. You have the sixth Man of the Year in Malcolm Brogdon, and you have one year removed the Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. Bro, like no, this you you can't be letting them punk you. Nope. And you quit. You quit. Like, call it call a spade a spade. Y'all quit, man. Y'all quit. Like, y'all lay literally, down. You literally didn't play the fourth quarter. Like, we, we're not talking about you didn't you didn't jump for a loose ball. We're talking about you literally didn't play. <laughs> I mean, bam, out of bio, putting y'all on posters. Two posters. Times in a game. You got Kevin G- Love out here looking like, uh, like outlet pass. <laughs> like... Yeah. I mean, like they got to get themselves together, man. They've got to get themselves together. This series is over. They're not going to win four straight. Not unless somebody, not now. unless Jimmy gets hurt. 
Now, if somebody's going to win four straight, it's going to be a. They're the one, right? No, they're the two. It's going to be a two. It's going to be a two against that play in eight. I mean, I think we we're we're past that point though. I don't know that we'll ever see it, but but now that we have the play in eights that are like technically like the ten. What are they? Ten? Yeah, like the Um, best team in the conference. They were the eight. They were the eight in turn when the in season ended. They were the eight. So right. Oh, so they, they had just played. lost the first. They just lost to the to the seven. They lost to the Hawks. They lost to the yeah. Hawks. Um, the Hawks ended up being. They might even been the seven actually, and just yeah. to lose to the Hawks who were the eight. Yeah. Um, so so you know, I mean, at some point, if, if a team starts becoming who they who they were, you know, like, but I mean, I don't see it happening either. But I'm just saying, like, you know. It can happen. But, you know, so to the to the move on to the Embiid, to the Knicks, like, obviously, that's the first time I've ever heard that. And that's just kind of wild. I don't see how the Sixers could ever let that happen after his MVP year. Um, unless, I mean, the Sixers are just kind of like, all right, you know, we had a good run with trusting this process. Let's blow it all up and, like, you know, figure out what we're doing. If you lose Harden, what – what what other options do you have? Because I don't know who you're going. You could go to get Dame or, or Trey Young, right? You can go get Dame or Trey Young. Try to get one, one of them. I do. I would not want Trey Young. All due respect to Trey Young. Um, shout out to Rashad Phillips, who has been on the show, um, who is close with Trey. I don't think Trey is the answer. Um, one, yeah. I think he's too small. Two, he has a reputation for being a great shooter. He is an okay shooter. His his he averages for his career. 35% from three. I think he was 33% this year from three. He's not a great shooter. Now he, he's got, he's got a flair for the dramatic, right? I'll give him that. Right. He's hit some big shots in the playoffs. I just don't think I want him. I, if, if you can get Dane, but then what do you have to give up to get him? True. You probably got to come up off of Maxi. Um, you probably got to come up off of uh, Tobias, right? <clears throat> you got to come up off of depth that I don't think makes you better in the long run. So again, if Harden leaves, like, I feel like you have to. I think though that I think they would be an attractive team for free agents. If they were able to get Lillard and Embiid, even though you're sacrificing depth, I'm thinking like the free agency market guys would, guys would come to Philly to play with those two. Potentially. I mean, I can see that. I think, I think there's been a lot made of Embiid's comments after these, Oh yeah, season you know where he, I can't yeah. win it by myself. Um, complaining about not getting the ball enough um, in the game six loss where they come. So l- last thing I want to say about this before we get to LA, we talk about we've had these arguments for years about momentum and whether it's real. I say it's not momentum; it's the ability to focus and do your job no matter what. And multiple times in these playoffs, you have watched teams wilt under the pressure it has not been oh they hit a back breaking back breaking three and that is the moment where the momentum shifted that game six against boston where tatum is having one of the worst performances of his career in the playoffs and that game was tied it was like 84 83 for the longest time and right around that time i got on twitter and i said jason tatum is going to hit after after all the terribleness he's had he's going to hit the shot that ultimately wins the game and he hit that first three that gave them the lead for good then he came down hit a second three and then about like a couple of possessions later hits a ball game it's yeah and so like you literally watched philly wilt they didn't get the ball to joel Embiid down the stretch i think i think the last four minutes he didn't get a touch 
bad shots, turnovers, 24-second shot, it, they wilted under the pressure. And so that's why I say, like, maybe in New York, Jalen Brunson's a dog. Jalen Brunson's not afraid of the moment. Jalen Brunson can potentially maybe help <clears throat> Joel Embiid keep his head in those situations, and maybe he can take the next step. But what do they got to get rid of? I mean, obviously, Julius Randle and some <laughs> – I, let me tell you something. I think I think they might be happy to part. To get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Julius, we thank you for your contribution, sir. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah I think I they're keeping R.J. Barrett, though. I think they're going to keep R.J. Barrett. Yeah, they're going to fight to keep R.J. Barrett. I think um, definitely Mitchell Robinson's gone. R.J. Barrett's gone. I think Obi Toppin might be a part of that package. Um, yeah. and and then picks and I don't know what else right like what else comes along with that but then it's going to be yeah. picks um, but I think you know Quentin Grimes might be somebody that they target um, because I think he was developing into a nice rotational piece I think they keep Josh Hart I think they might keep Josh Hart <clears throat> I think Hart might be a free was he just a weird deal he might have just been a or he yeah, got traded he might... ah shoot I went Josh contract I need to put Hart because then I get Allen um Let's see what is he has a player option for twelve okay. million. So we'll see what he decides to do. Um, okay. But but yeah, but I mean, I think that's interesting. I think that is very interesting on in what they decide to do and if they decide to keep Joel Embiid if James Harden walks because it's a it's a, for all of the the slander that we have for Harden, he was a key contributor and he showed he still can. He had two forty point games and basically two game winners. Two right. games, two. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, he showed you he can be a key contributor on a contender. Yeah. I don't know if he showed he could be a key a contributor to a championship winning team. To me, that's right, the right. Concern. So, y'all, let's know what y'all think, man. Joel and B in Philly. How would y'all? I mean, in New York potentially. James Harden going back to Houston. Let us know what y'all think. Wow. All right. So let's jump into this. Uh, this we kind of we can if we want to go back and talk about Miami and uh, and Boston, we can. I feel like we kind of talked about that. But let's talk about Denver, LA. Denver sweeps the LA Lakers. Um, first of all, to America, I would like to say welcome to the Nikola Jokic experience. I feel like yes, this was this was everyone's introduction to him. Though he's a two time MVP, yeah. Um, I feel like this is just because he played the Lakers. This is the first time that America truly watched him. Um, I was in a Discord group after game one, and people were like, oh, the Lakers figured it out. They're good. They're good. No, I had to. I was like, yeah, no. They're going to they're gonna put Rui on them. AD's going to roam the paint. And I'm like, hey, guys, you do realize that they have coaches too, right? Like, <laughs> like they're going to game plan around what the Lakers did, which I thought tactically was a mistake. One of the few mistakes in this run um, that Darvin Ham made, I felt like he should have held that that particular tactical idea to the second game because it would have it definitely gave Denver trouble right and I think it would have taken them a half maybe even a quarter to figure it out and to me that's the difference between them at least taking a game off of Denver because obviously they were the better team yeah um every time they made a run every time you thought LA could potentially win the game Denver just they wouldn't fold when they had multiple opportunities to. And to me, that's a testament to their coaching. It's a testament to, uh, obviously, Joker. And, you know, to, to the role players and to Jamal Murray, who... Uh, who we owe an apology to. 
I don't owe Jamal Murray an apology. Maybe you do. Maybe the rest of America. All we want to talk about is Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, and some of these other guys. And Jamal Murray is is him. Listen, when he was in the bubble, you can go if you go hashtag top ten bucket getter. You're going to see several tweets with with either the brains and bars logo or with my personal Twitter profile attached to it. I'm probably the only one who was saying Jamal Murray, top 10 bucket getter in the league. And when he goes Super Saiyan blue, he turns <laughs> into top five bucket getter. It does not put Will out there on him. The man's I'm going to get blasphemous for a second. Go get Prime Jordan and put him out there. He getting a bucket at least out of five tries. He getting at least two, maybe three. It does not matter what you throw at him, what you do to him. He is getting a bucket. He is getting, yeah, yes. And I mean, like I said, like he, the I think the injuries obviously he was he missed the better part of two seasons with the ACL injury, and I think people just forgot. Yeah. And he reminded everybody about what time it is and who he really is. And then shout out to the other role players. You got uh, Bruce Brown providing good minutes. KCP playing like he never played in the Lakers. <laughs> KCP had, I mean, timely buckets, timely scoring. Aaron Gordon with a crazy stat line for that last game. Michael Porter Jr. getting buckets when they needed it. Like, they have been the best team outside of, I think, they even better than Miami. To me, it's been uh, Denver 1, Miami 2, Lakers 3. Interesting Uh, you say that because Miami has played – an aggregate of six. One, five, no, no, no. One, four, and two. So seven. Who did they play in the second round again? The Knicks. Was there, were they the four or the five? They were the five. They were the five, I think. They were the five. So one, five, and two. So that's uh, eight. And the Nuggets have played an aggregate of about. 20? <laughs> yeah, but the Lakers were one of the best teams in the West after the trade deadline, right? Like, the trades they made, because y'all remember, they were 13th, and they went from 13th all the way to, what, they were the 8th by the time the season ended? Did they um, play in the play No, they didn't play playing, did they? Yeah, yes, they did. They did. They, they did. did. They, yeah. they played, they had Minnesota, right? Minnesota was a seven, the Lakers were the eight. So they were 13th and they got all the way to eighth. And had they had that team to start the season, I think the Lakers for sure are top four seed. Right? So I think that that team was... But really the other thing team. is this, is that Heat have only lost three games against the aggregate of eight. I'm pretty sure the T-Wolves got two, the Suns got two. Got two. The Lakers got so I guess. Yeah, so I guess it's, it's three to four. But I'm just I, again, like I just this team just. I, I think I, the Nuggets are going to win it all. Like I think they are the better team. But I'm just saying, like based off the like <clears throat> the Nuggets have played against generational talent players wise. You know, like they beat KD, they beat CP3 for two games, they beat AD and LeBron. You know, um, so those are like those are obviously some great names. You know. I think that the the Buck the Heat have beat the better team because I think going into the playoffs we would have said that the East has the two front runners the Bucks and the Celtics and they're about to beat them both 
And about to beat them both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the Heat's resume, right? If we want to have a, a Cody, a Cody session, yeah. yeah. uh, the Heat's resume is better, right? They've beaten the better, what we would consider to be the better teams. But I do think, man, the Heat have had more moments. <laughs> Definitely more impact. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> strength of schedule, moment, impact. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we had to have it from that, which show, uh, never mind, never mind. I'm not going to have any. Shout out to Jay Black, man. I rock with the champion process, but it just kind of shows you, like, wow, you can really kind of make these things say what you want. But that exactly. does not deny the fact that Denver has been, to me, like I said, they've been the most complete team. They've yeah. been the most complete team. Not mad at that. Yeah. Um, and I too think they're going to win the championship and get some respect put on their name. And I've seen this. This idea from fans that, well, the finals are going to be boring because it's going to be the Heat and the Nuggets. And I'm like, guys, have you watched Jokic? Did you did you see him step back, falling away, one foot jumper, three-pointer in the clutch? Right? We're not talking Over about. seven foot, top 75 player of all time, Anthony Davis. Like, like, did you see the, do you see the passes, guys? Do you see, Not do you like see that. what he's have you seen Jimmy Buckets? Literally probably a top 10 playoff player of all time. Dog, like I have not seen like this is one of the closest things I've seen to a Michael Jordan like performance from an individual player. And he's he's six seven, right? Jordan six six. Not to discount Giannis, what Giannis did during their run to the championship, right? But what Jimmy is doing, it reminds me of Jordan. It is yeah, simply, yeah. I'm not losing. Yeah. Right? I don't know if you saw what he said um, about, about your guy, Grant Williams, getting in his face. And he's like, look, it's competition. You know, I enjoy competition. Um, you know, I like when guys get in my face. I like when they talk to me. And he goes, but I'm probably not the guy you want to do that to. Mm-hmm. And, I'm mm-hmm. just like, and he said it with like, like, like if he dies. He, like, it was just like, he you did. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just so cool, calm, and collected. And, yes, if we end up with those two teams, which we should, and if somehow Boston is able to right the ship mentally and win four straight games, you've now got, from a narrative perspective, one, you got a glamour franchise in a major city with something that's never been done before versus what has been probably the best team in the NBA all season. Yeah. Or you and get two-time MVP. Two-time MVP. And you get the man who has been putting on an all-time performance. Like, imagine if you had that kind of storyline in the in the in college basketball. How crazy we would be going if you had Jokic putting on those types of performances and a singular star putting on that type. We would be losing our minds. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely something. It's going to be an entertaining finals, no matter what we get. Um, and we're going to. If you're a true basketball fan, you will love it. If you're a casual, you should watch because you're going to see, again, two players who are performing at the top of their craft. So okay. real quick about L.A., there's already been talk about them pursuing Trey Young, uh, Kyrie Irving. And so I want to ask you, do you think – in my I, well, I don't want to – I'll save my opinion. Do you think the Lakers – they have a lot of free agents. Do you think they should run it back with this group or they should start over? Um, I think 
I think LeBron is not retiring. So let's just start. Let's just start there. So I know he had made comments last night that gave the impression that he had a lot to think about. I don't think he's retiring. I think you know he wants to play with Bronny, and I think he's going to be in the league at least uh, a year to to at least two two more years. Um, I don't know if they can afford to keep Austin Reeves after how much money he made himself in the playoffs. Like I think he, I think he's you know easily probably going to get a sixty to eighty million dollar contract somewhere else. You know. Um, Rui is still there. I don't think he's a free agent. I think Rui is there for at least another year. Um, D'Lo, D'Lo's probably got to go. Um, D'Lo's probably got to go. Um, and, uh, Vanderbilt, I mean, the dude's just a, such a liability on offense. I think they got to blow it up somehow. I think they can keep a core of, you know, a core of four or five guys, but I think they got to blow it up somehow. Yeah. I think D'Lo needs. I think he lost confidence. Major, major confidence. He's obviously in certain situations going to be a liability on defense. I don't feel like he was such a he was that he was as great of a liability in this round as he were as he was in the previous two rounds. But offensively, he won them games. Well, at least one game in the previous two rounds. I think he provides an extra ball handler, someone you can put in pick and roll situations. I think that's part of it, too. I think part of playing in an offense with AD and LeBron for a guy like D'Lo, who at his when he rebuilt his career in Brooklyn, right, was he got a chance to be primary ball handling. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw LeBron show his age in ways that we have not seen previously. The foot injury definitely helped show his age. Um, by the way, Mike Breen and and are the guys on the ESPN broadcast. LeBron James played the entire first half, put up thirty, and in the in the second half, they are constantly chirping at him, talking about you need to guard Jokic, you need to attack, and it's like, bro, like this this ain't two K with the fatigues off, right, right, the hollow. Like he he's got to he's not coming out. He's got to catch a break somewhere. Somebody has got to carry them. And I even tweeted that at halftime of LeBron's been incredible. Yeah, he's been yeah. incredible. But the Denver game where Jamal Murray went crazy for 30, you had some you had Jokic in the fourth quarter who had an off game foul trouble. He stepped yeah. up and took them he, home. He needed yeah, he took 15 in the fourth. Else. Yeah, he needed somebody else to take him home. Um so I think D Lo can be another ball handler. I started to call Rui Hachimura. Um, I think it's Micahora. Let me make sure I got that right. That's Japanese for microwave, because to me he was instant offense. Yeah, um, when he came in off the bench, um, confident in his jump shot, gets to his spots, shoots it at a high percentage. Yeah. Oh wait, no wait, it's Denjirinji. My fault. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that he was someone who who was instant offense. He was a capable defender, a good defender. They got to make sure they bring him back next year. And to me, he can play a bigger role and allow LeBron to rest even more because yeah. he's not the athlete LeBron is. He's he a body has, he, has the, he, has the same, he has a typical body body structure. So I think that's mm-hmm. somebody that they should bring back. Austin Reeves, that's a, you got to. You have no, if LeBron James is going to be back there next year. You, you got to pay him, right, though? I mean, you got to pay him. You got to pay him. And I do think part of this, well, we'll see is potentially pressure on the front office to make sure that guys like Austin Reeves come back. Guys like I think that guys like Rui and Austin, like they blossomed because they knew 
that LeBron needed them to step up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think they had the confidence. You bring in a guy like Kyrie, you bring in a guy like Trey Young, I don't know that, that helps those guys at all. At all. You're taking the ball out their hands. Yeah. yeah. No. No. So, no, I think I think they need to bring back the core of this team. I think Dennis Schroeder. I think they should try to bring them all, if possible. They should try to bring back this cast and run it back. You made it to the conference finals. Even Tristan Thompson? <laughs> why did he get – I just want to know why he got the halftime interview. I don't know. And I want to know why he got in the game. I looked up and I said, wait, why is he in the game right now? Because they needed, they needed someone to to go go head up against Jokic and provide AD and Bron a rest from trying to guard him. That was the only – like that – like Tristan Thompson getting the halftime interview – it's like you finishing a battle and an Uncle Rob pulling me to the side and saying, yo, A1, <laughs> what do you think about this war battle? Like, <laughs> like what's happening right now? Man? What are we like, doing? They couldn't find nobody. Austin wasn't available. AD wasn't available. Right. So, well, yeah. you know, LeBron, did. he walked straight to the locker room, so they never in panic mode. <laughs> Listen, that boy had to go get into the hyperbolic time chamber and, and, get, and, get, a, and get a Senzu bean and get refreshed because he was – done at halftime yo man but yeah so i i think they should I, they should bring them back man y'all let us know what y'all think the lakers should do should they blow it up blow the roster up again no i think that was a mistake they made after they lost to phoenix in the playoffs uh three years ago um but let us know what you think final thing as we go out the door boxing not a huge boxing show but this is a fight that people have been waiting on forever terrence crawford and Errol Spence have agreed to fight on July 29th. Wow. I did not know that. Well, it broke during the show. Oh, okay. So That's this, great. This was, this was as of seven. Well, it broke before we started the show. We just we okay. found out about it while we were recording. But this fight has been talked about for years. Years, 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 years. Yes. Lots of talk of it. You know, it, it it's gonna deal's gonna be made, deal's gonna be made, and it not happening, and we are finally here. Now I don't know if you know enough about the two to really speak intelligently. I mean, about. they're both very, very good. And I know that it's been like a uh there's always been a disconnect in, in getting it done. Terrence Crawford's out of Nebraska, right? Yep. Yep. Pound for pound, probably one of the best fighters in the world, if not the best fighter in the world. Um, I'm gonna go Tank Davis on that. I'm gonna go Tank Davis, but I mean that that's a, that's a good counterpoint, though. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, um, and Earl Spence, his name speaks for itself. I think that it's been kind of a thing where Crawford has felt like he's deserved the fight, right? It's been more, and Earl's been kind of like the one that's Mayweathered it. Yeah, and I mean Earl's had some unfortunate, you know, and he got into the car wreck. Um, yeah, and so he's had some things kind of up in his career. But I feel like their careers have kind of stalled because they have not. This is the fight one everyone has wanted to see. Yeah. It's going to be worth the most money to them both. I mean, Crawford is now 35. So they are kind of a little outside of their prime, huh? They're outside of their prime. Yeah. Yeah. So we will see what happens, man. But y'all, let's, we'll ask you guys right now. Hit us up in the comments who y'all got, Spence. Or Crawford, like this has been a good year for boxing. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch Lomachenko and Haney, um, but I've heard that that was a really good fight, good back and forth. I know a lot of people thought that Lomachenko won, um, and maybe there's an opportunity for a rematch, or mm-hmm. maybe Devin Haney moves on 
to take on. Gosh, I can see his face, but his name's not coming to me. Oh, Shakur. I can't think of his first name, but um, dang, sorry, this is gonna bug me. Shakur Stevenson, that is his first name. Shakur Stevenson. Um, so you know, maybe that's the next could be a blockbuster fight. We already, you know, I think there was one other big fight that I paid. Oh, Davis and Garcia was a big fight this year. It's been a good year for boxing. So let us know who y'all got. Y'all got Crawford or Spence. So that's our time, man. We're gonna get out of here. Go catch the rest of this game. Indeed, can stave off elimination. No, Um, looking good. What's the score? 29-20, 29-20, Miami's up. First, First quarter. quarter? Yeah, okay. it's, early. It's, it's early. early. it's early. But thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, it's been a black and white thing. Man, y'all be easy. Hit us up. We're back. We're going to try to get back into the weekly schedule. Um, this weekend, what's the name of Streets League again? One more time. 3-0 Battle League. 3-0 Battle League. Dallas, Texas going down. The Horsemen, all four Horsemen, will be in the building, battling some of the best local talent Dallas has to offer. Pay-per-view will be available. Go yes. check it out. Go and support. Um, I am A-Ward. Shop.com. Shop.com for all A-Ward merch. Um, search for It's a Black and White Thing on the podcast app of your choice. For all social media and YouTube, search Brains and Bars. Rate, comment, subscribe, follow us on all of our social media channels. Until next time, man, we'll holler at y'all. Y'all be easy. Have a good evening. Deuces.